0: This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And
1: I'm Aaron Granillo. Despite calling religious gatherings potential super-spreader events, Governor Inslee says he's easing up on the rules.
0: Outdoor religious services can be held on the organization's property or immediately adjacent uh, up to 100 uh, individuals uh, using face coverings. And uh, congregations will be able to do this multiple times uh, during the day.
1: That is referring to what's allowed under Phase 1 county rules. Indoor services will be allowed in Phase 2, but the building can be no more than 25% full or host more than 50 people, whichever's less. Now, this may feel like a concession to their religious rights, but Executive Director of the Family Policy Institute of Washington, And former state senator Mark Malosha told our sister station, KTTH, Why is he treating churches differently than pot shops, alcohol stores, casinos? Why is he treating churches different? He's treating us in a harsher manner than virtually any other organization in the state. Malosha says the new rules will not allow any large King County church to worship normally. Health officials, though, argue operating normally could have deadly consequences does the director of the family policy institute have a point there dave
0: well he may and there are churches who may decide that they would rather take the risk than have to uh, curtail services i know that for our church which is the saint james downtown there are hundreds of people uh, who are watching it on video every sunday uh, far more than would be allowed under a restriction like this so i don't imagine they'll be reopening soon at this point, I'm coming, to the, uh, I'm coming to the conclusion that we will probably have to leave people more discretion on what kind of risk they want to subject themselves to. So when you have something like church, which is, of course, something that is deeply felt by people, uh, we've gone through three months of education as to how contagious this virus is and what the possible consequences can be. If people knowingly want to go to a service and take the risk, then maybe it's time for them to have the right to do so. As far as I know, there's uh, sufficient hospital capacity at this point. In fact, there's so much hospital capacity, we're laying off thousands of healthcare workers. So uh, it may come to the point where you just tell people, okay, um, we give up. It looks too much like we're repressing your right to worship as you choose. So go ahead. Uh, just know the possible risks that you're facing.
1: Now, are you saying you are okay with that just for religious services or are you implying that you know King County, Pierce, these larger counties should all interface to at this point
0: well uh I do not actually uh, give a special uh dispensation to religious services i I think you may just have to do that with everything. I don't know maybe sports yeah. events are going too far right I think in terms of sports events you'll have you'd probably be a hard sell to get people to pack a stadium anymore, so it may restrict itself without help from the governor. But I think, yes, because religion is specifically mentioned in the Constitution, um, people have a pretty strong case for saying the government really, unless you've got some, uh, unless there's been like a a threat against a particular religious service from uh, some psychopath, um, it's difficult to justify saying you can't hold them.
1: One more note on these religious services, Dave, because I know you're a big singer. You have mentioned this before. Yes. The governor says you can still sing if you're a participant. You just ha- you just need to wear a mask. But those choirs will will not be allowed.
0: I know that's a tough restriction too, because a lot of the services are are all about the uh, the singing. I'm not sure that if you're if you're really singing with a mask on, that you're protecting people unless it's uh, an industrial strength mask. Because mm-hmm. some of us, I know for me when when that organ opens up i'm trying to be heard over it and i'm you know i'm all out and um i doubt that the uh, the mask could contain that now personally me uh i'll admit i'm a rule follower uh unless there's some really good reason to break a rule i'm going to follow it so i would probably not sing but i wouldn't be happy about it
1: Well, the debates over sweeping Seattle homeless camps amid the pandemic continues at City Hall. The City Council is considering a measure that would restrict encampment removals under certain circumstances. There were two hours of public comment on this measure yesterday. Bill Rage owns Seattle Flowers in Pioneer Square, and he wants these camps removed if they threaten his business and public safety. If one of these people decides to put his tent in front of my front door, and prohibit customers from coming into my store and interfere with my livelihood, how I feed my family, I will not accept that. Supporters say not removing encampments is in line with the CDC guidelines. They say clearing the camps can cause people to disperse and increase the risk of spreading the virus. The mayor's office and the Seattle Police Department say they want the sweeps to continue. Where do you stand on this, Dave?
0: Well, we've been dealing with this for years now. Yeah, I think if you are going to sweep an encampment, there should be some place where those people can live. They're not going to go away. It's absolutely true. If you sweep one encampment, they show up in another. We know this is. I mean, this is all very obvious. For for some reason, we've been unable to come up with a system of housing people either dormitory style or in in tiny house villages in sufficient numbers to to end this crisis. I would point out there are a lot of empty hotels. I am sure they would be happy to. Take state money if we could come up with some to uh, house people in in uh, modest hotel rooms while this is being uh, figured out. Not sure how long it'll take for the hospitality industry to come back. It just seems crazy that if we have a public health issue because of people without homes at the same time as we have thousands and thousands of empty hotel rooms that we can't sort of put those two together in a constructive way. But um, and again, here we are.
1: Yeah, the city has always said in this whole homeless debate that the, the issue is a, a lack of of housing, a lack of affordable housing specifically. And now this problem is just exacerbated because they're trying to limit how many people are allowed in shelters now because of the pandemic. They're trying to practice social distancing at the shelters as well.
0: It seems to me if we're sending out a lot of emergency stimulus money, we should uh, start this Roads and bridges programs has been put off for, what, four years now, and we should start building simple, affordable, dormitory-style or tiny home housing to house everybody who needs it once and for all. We're finding out now that this is not just a uh, an eyesore. It's a health problem, and governments have special powers when there's a health problem. Plus, we have a lot of hotels that are probably, small ones, probably not going to make it. The owners might appreciate a state bailout, free up the money, buy them out, turn them into uh, clean, um, welcome uh, housing projects that uh, will not be eyesores in the community. And maybe finally, once and for all, there'll be enough permanent places for people to stay without camping out in full view of everybody else.
1: You just solved the homeless problem, Dave. Nicely done. Nicely done. It
0: took me only five minutes.
1: Early on in this pandemic, the virus spread quickly through nursing homes. It seemed that older people may be more vulnerable to catching it. A new analysis now has found that half of new coronavirus infections in Washington are occurring in people under the age of 40. Now, people under 40 have much better odds of recovering from the virus at home. But one concern here, of course, is that even without serious sickness, they can spread the virus more quickly through communities. I was looking at some of these numbers. It's... Something like uh you know forty percent of new cases since the start of May involve people who are between twenty and thirty nine and then about ten percent of those cases of people ages nineteen and younger have also caught the caught the virus
0: so this is your age group right
1: it is i am i'm thirty two uh, mm-hmm. and as far as I know i haven't had an antibody test, but uh, I have not had the virus
0: yeah but your you're age group you're, you're full're you're, you're risk takers right
1: um I know many who are risk takers. Yes.
0: I'm not a risk taker anymore because well, I'm 68. Yeah. When I was 32, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd go anywhere and do anything. So um, here, I'm going to cut this deal with you. Uh, you guys can go out and take the risks. Um, just let me know who you are <laughs> so I don't get within six feet of you. Maybe just wear a tag displaying your age, something like that.
1: You know what, Dave? I, I'd be okay with that. Um and I know a lot of people are saying that the the response to this pandemic now does not exactly uh line up with what the data and the evidence is showing right now yeah, um, yeah the fact that you know forty percent or almost half of new cases involve younger people, but we also know that younger people again, as you're saying we're not as uh we're not as likely to end up hospitalized or're not as likely to die um right. so if that's the case then perhaps there is room for compromise here where, like you're saying, yeah, let the younger folks go out and mingle a little bit with social distancing guidelines in mind, and then people in your age group uh, might not want to go out, but it's your decision if you decide to go out or not, and you're well aware of the risks at this point.
0: We can't get to the point where we are essentially trying to prohibit people from ever getting sick, right? Right. And uh, it'd be interesting going forward to see if we continue to document, for example, flu cases. I noticed that there's a, there's one website, Real Clear Politics, which compares the coronavirus deaths to the number of deaths you could expect from a normal influenza. Now, it's nowhere near what we're seeing now in the terms of coronavirus deaths, but still, you would expect, in an average flu season, 40,000 flu deaths, mm-hmm. which we never cover right. unless we're looking up something in the archives, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that at At some point, the publicity the extreme publicity this infection has gotten sort of uh begins to to feed on itself, and we will have to take um, we will have to make a reasonable decision based on the actual risks depending on who you are and I understand that the older you get i'm in that category now the more careful you have to be about getting any kind mm-hmm. of sickness, and that may well be how we finally uh, agree to deal with this.
1: Dave, can you put yourself in the mind of, a, of somebody in their early 30s? How would you be responding to, to this whole situation?
0: People? Sure. I mean, I've been through flu before. Yeah. It didn't stop me from going out. I certainly knew when I took public transit I was going to uh, risk catching it. But the way I approach it is, well, you know, you catch it once, you build, build a immunity, you go back. What you don't expect is to die. Um, and so I understand the coronavirus is a little more serious than the actual flu. But I've, I've been pretty sick before and got through it. Um, and it also helps I've had relatives younger than, than I am who've also gotten this virus and have gotten through it. They felt miserable for a while, but now they're fine. They have the, uh, the antibodies. That's how, you, uh, that's how you deal with disease. So I think um, over the long term, and I understand that you, you don't want to diminish the seriousness of this because you want people to take the, the necessary uh, precautions. But at the same time, you cannot respond to every outbreak of a new disease by locking everything down. So I'm hoping that uh, like the Spanish flu in 1918, this is a uh, once in 100 years uh, approach to handling this. We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on mindnorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.